Seeing Deep podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we are honoring mamas. Everyone said amen. Here with me to discuss the importance of moms is Tabitha Haynes. Tabitha is a wife to Mike and a mother to her son, Gabe. She's the host on her podcast, Flaws of Friendship, and a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, woman of God, who dabbles in worship leading, creative homespun decorations for her shop, and serves on my ministry team, making amazing graphics that you have all likely seen. Welcome, Tabitha. Oh, thank you for having me once again, Denise. Oh, I'm so excited. I love spending time with you and you're just such a natural and I love your podcast as well. Oh, thank you so much. We love sure yours thing. too. Oh, well, hey, you had to say that, right? <laughs> just no, kidding. I didn't. That's what I love. You know, you, I didn't have to. I actually just run that, run that little thing and it just shares those Bible verses and I love it. Amen. Well, you know, I'm excited for this episode because moms listening in, are you tired? Are you worn out from trying to constantly live up to this perspective our society has and these labels and these uh, achievements we think we're supposed to do? And, And God just, he values us so much. And so this whole month, we're taking time to say we're going to honor moms, all moms, stepmoms, biological moms, foster moms, adoptive moms, spirit moms, all of you, because you matter. And the work you do is so important. Don't believe for a second, even the mundane changing of a diaper is holy work. And so we're going to honor you. And so I've heard it said that if you were to calculate the worth of moms based on what they do, it would be a six figure income. And I believe that. But the Bible also says that her word is more than rubies. And so the scripture of the day is taken from Proverbs 31 verse 10, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. Now, you know, rubies was actually my birthstone growing up and I used to think it was so pretty. Uh, And when I think about value and I think that's so hard to determine in our society because value is one of those things that people can shift on and they aren't according to how the Bible defines value. But if God is saying that we are worth far above rubies, we're going to kind of expound on what that means. So moms listening, do you feel valued? Do you have any idea how important you are? We hope by the end of this episode that you're going to feel the worth God sees and has placed in you. So Tabitha, question for you. Do you feel important as a mom? Ooh, that is a good question, Denise. I would say sometimes I do not feel important when I'm doing the everyday things. Just like you said, mothers are doing so Mm -hmm. much that they could have that six-figure income. But unfortunately, that six-figure income is not coming in. And so you do (laughs) begin to feel a little devalued when that, you know, when that is not coming in. Instead, you have your dirty diapers and you have kids screaming and fighting and just the normal every day. But I truly believe that like we are doing on this podcast, when you look at it with a biblical lens, you see motherhood as so much more significant, which in turn makes you feel significant and important. And so I was thinking about 
a verse in Genesis that said that when man called his wife Eve, so Adam called his wife Eve, he called her that because she was the mother of all the living. And it hit me. Wow, this is Mm. so great. Without us, nothing lives. And right away, it took me to Judges 5-7. And it says, life in the villages ceased. It ended in Israel. And at this time, Israel is being really oppressed. And you can we can say right now, Denise, that in this world, there is a lot of oppression. We feel stifled. We feel stuck. And we could say that the world is being extremely oppressed, especially the children of the Lord. And so it's saying in these times, they are actually called, no life is like, there's no life. Life is ceasing. And what God did when life was ceasing, he called up a mother. He called up a a Deborah. And so this woman named Deborah, she says, when the life ceased in the villages, I arose as a mother in Israel. Mm. And it hit me oh, wow, when we are feeling oppressed, when we feel like life is not looking well, we have to remember that mother equals life. Mother equals fruit bearing. And we also have to remember that mothers are teachers. We're comforters. We're nurturers. And we are the guides, the Holy Spirit. And that was important for me to share just because of the Holy Spirit. And so to me, that is when you have the Spirit involved, that is helping you do things you can't do alone. And so mothers, mm. we can get, you know, we can rely on the Holy Spirit to help us do things that we can't do alone, those everyday tasks to even bigger tasks. But just to know that we as women, we get to act like that to the world. We get to bear, and we get to teach, we get to comfort and we get to guide. I think that that is just really special and powerful and in much the same way, when the gospel says the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace, that is said in Colossians 1, 6. And again, that's much like motherhood. Motherhood is pointing to the fruit-bearing aspect of the gospel and the grace, which is that spirit empowerment. Mothers reveal God's character and his ability to fill those empty spaces with life and do it with grace, do it with power. Mm. So I would say, Denise, that mothers represent the gospel of grace, spirit-empowered fruit-bearing for the kingdom. And so if you feel like you are a mama just going crazy with the work that you're doing and it feels insignificant, I want you to know, bringer of life, that you matter. And that you mean more than anything that you could understand. And I leave you with this before I send it right back to Denise, is that Jesus, when he wanted to get here, he chose to come through a mother because he knew the importance. He wanted to bring life to the world, spirit-filled life, and he still chose to come through a woman. Wow. That's how he set it up. That's how he set it up, Denise. <laughs> Boom, y'all. I think we're done here now. <laughs> I feel important. How about you? <laughs> well, you know, I love how you put that reliance on the Holy Spirit. You see, if we try to rely on our flesh and do things in our own strength, we will ultimately fail. We will be discouraged. But when we operate 
in the kingdom power that is available to us, nothing is impossible. And, you know, the things that we do in our home are just as important, more important than doing things even out of our home that we think, you know, for a career advancement. And not that those things don't matter, but we are forming the very character of the next generation. So it is huge what God has entrusted us with. When I went to uh, Russia to adopt my youngest son, I brought my other four children with me. I did not want to leave them. I wanted them to experience this moment with me. And while we were there, I'll never forget, I was approached by several people who said I was like a hero in Russia. Now, let me just tell you that a lot of people in Russia weren't so kind to me at times. But in this moment, when they saw me with my children and how I was with my children, they valued, they said, Russia just really values women who are at home with their children. And that just surprised me, you know, it was an interesting um, six weeks when we were staying there. And I, I think here in this culture, there's times where we can feel valued. But I remember, you know, homeschooling my kids. And I was one of the first, you know, when I first mentioned doing homeschooling uh, back in 94, I remember just getting a lot of eyebrows and like, you are a weirdo. <laughs> what are you doing? You're going to mess with their kids. Your kids are going to need therapy for the rest of their days, you know, and just being minimized for that choice. And, and so it was interesting for me at, in different pockets, of course, you have people who give you value, but ultimately friends, we have to know where our value comes from. We have to know who we are in Christ and we have to not compare. Don't compare to what someone else's motherhood looks like. Don't compare to what the world says our value comes from. So I want to hit on the fact that whether we feel valued or not in our culture or in our subculture, we are choosing to raise our kids for God and Jesus valued women. Let's hit on some of the ways in this episode that Jesus and scriptures define a woman's worth and importance. So number one, She's a servant. Proverbs 31, 31. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So listen, you might say servant is number one, but Christ came to serve. And so the characteristic of us should be to serve as well. Moms, all the diaper changing, the screaming fits, the boo-boos, these are all important. And, you know, I I would say at times when I remember disciplining my kids and doing the hard nitty gritty of being a mom, that God was using it to shape my character as well. And, And those deeds that we do and serving are not less in the eyes of God. They are more. Amen. I think servanthood is so connected to self sacrifice. And Jesus taught us how to do that well. So, number two, she is confident. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. That is Proverbs 31, 25. Oh, can you guys imagine just what would, what would it look like if we were truly clothed in strength and dignity? I can't even grasp that, that God clothes mm. us with the strength we need to make it through every day and the dignity to say, hey, this is done. 
well. There's a courageousness in that, a confidence in that. And it pushes us through every day. You know, moms can be confident that the labor that we are doing is not in vain. Mm, so good. Well, you know, when you're just saying that about confidence, I, I had a situation recently. It is hard to be a leader, moms, isn't it? And if you're a woman leader in any area, your leadership is going to be challenged. It's going to be challenged in the home. It's going to be challenged outside the home. And what the Lord put on my heart the other day when I was just feeling um, belittled and marginalized was it is by my authority that I've called you. And mm-hmm. so when we're going in God's authority to do his work, we don't have to feel marginalized. We can be confident. Our God is living. He's in us and he's using us. And so even in the task of motherhood, which, hey, everybody listen, I know that your kid at some point has basically said, forget you, mama, I'm doing it my way. <laughs> and so we can have confidence Whoa. that God has given us authority. <laughs> you yes, know what I'm talking day, about. <laughs> I have a three-year-old that's every day, every other minute, Denise. <laughs> oh, you know, I was just reminiscing with my uh, youngest son, who is now 17. And I said, and he probably didn't remember this, but when we first adopted him and I brought my four kids with me, I wanted to demonstrate to him because there was a language barrier of what obedience would look like. And I placed an object in the center of the floor and I said, don't touch, you know, and then I also placed it and said, Come. And we taught basic things. Well, of course, when you say don't touch, the first inclination of the heart, because scripture is very clear, <laughs> that we all are, are just wanderers. We're going to stray. And so I think it's just a beautiful thing to know. Moms, you can be confident in your calling. God has equipped you. He has given you authority to lead your children well. And number three, she is wise. I just, this is such a sticking point for me. I've told my kids when they were, since they were first able to comprehend, ask God for wisdom, ask him for wisdom. You see, because I can pray for that for another person, but they've got to want it. And wisdom is the difference, you know, from just going through life, trying to get knowledge. But if you don't have wisdom, it's knowledge rightly applied then you aren't able to really carry out some of your tasks well. And Proverbs 31, 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. When we use our tongue to build up and to impart wisdom from God, we are doing an important work. And, you know, part of passing along wisdom is teaching our children everything that we can about this life. And that is quite a task, but... God is the one who gives us the wisdom to impart. Amen. Number four, she is seen. Jesus saw the woman at the well. He sees us too, but we are not marginalized in his eyes. This is one of my favorite stories, just that woman at the well, just to know she went down there doing her ordinary everyday task. And this woman did it at a time because she just didn't feel like everybody else. She actually went in the hottest part of the day to do it because she was ashamed of where she was in her life and just the things that she had done up until then. So I can just imagine her doing this work 
at a day where it's not done at the time of day it's burning hot. She's out there getting this water and Jesus meets her and he tells her who she is and what she's made for truly and that he loves her and he sees her and there is something special when we can understand that even in the hardest parts of our day as mothers, high noon where you just want a nap and you'll never get one for the next 18 years, that God sees us and he loves us. And Psalm 46, 5 says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. And so just know that morning is coming and he is our sunshine. (laughs) Amen to that. I know sometimes you go to bed at night and you're just thinking, I'm so worn out. Please, nobody wake me up. So I love how you say Please, Dawn, don't come. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we don't like that verse, right? We don't like that verse sometimes. God will help her. At least he says he's going to help us when the morning dawns. It doesn't say we want the morning dawn to come. Amen. Well, you know, I also think of Hagar there in the desert, running away, you know, and just in our hardest moments, she says, you're the God who sees me. And so when I, when I think about that, and one of my daughters said to me that she felt unseen sometimes when she was growing up, that broke my heart and made me cry because The most important thing is for every soul to know you're seen, you're loved, you're valued. And that is the struggle. I think the enemy seeks to take away our worth and to help us feel like we are not seen by God, but we are. Every tear, every struggle. And so don't believe the lie just because you're struggling in some way that God doesn't care. Because that's the first thing our culture does is accuse God because why would God allow this in? But he allowed it in his own life. He allowed it in. And so he sees us in our suffering. He sees us in the daunting tasks we face. Persevere, mamas. You being seen by God means he's also with you. He's going to be with you. That he's going to move. She's a comforter. Yes, he's going to move and empower. She is a comforter. Isaiah 66, 13, as one when his mother comforts, so will I comfort you and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. I think now with um, really almost five adult kids, my youngest is 17, as I was saying earlier, but every day, I message almost all of them, or they message me in some way, and I realize how important it is as a mom to continue to comfort your kids. You are not done when they hit 18, just in case you mamas are listening saying, oh, if I could just make it to 18, (laughs) you're not done, because God has called us, you know, through as long as he has us to tarry with this life to comfort our kids. And children today are in great need of comfort, great need of confidence because of the insecurities and the anxieties that are plaguing them. Social media is robbing them of a lot of it. And so moms, your role of comforting is huge. Yes, it is. And Denise, I just feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Now that we're talking about woman as comforter, that is so natural within us, 
But in this moment, I feel strongly that God wants women to remember that he is comforter. And what he's bringing to my mind are women who have lost children, women who have miscarried. Mm. And this just makes me think of them that when we have had a miscarriage, I know personally I've had a miscarriage and it doesn't make you not a mother. You are a mother Mm. and he will comfort you in those losses and you are still comforter. You can still go be comforter to the world. That's so huge. Yeah. I just want to backpack or not backpack, piggyback (laughs) on that as well, because you know, I, I lost a child between my number one and number two um, daughters. And I remember just feeling so empty. And, you know, what you're saying is so good. And I also want to bring about and speak about uh, stepmoms, because I remember trying so hard. Um, I've, I feel like I, I can wear a hat for all the moms that we've talked about today. Uh, but as a stepmom, I tried so hard to comfort. Love notes, going and praying with my stepdaughter and, you know, being asked, why are you doing that? You know, and um, buying her gifts and picking out her favorite things in the grocery store and a surprise party and jumping in a lake because she dared me, you know, you name it. And it wasn't received. So maybe there's a pain today in some of your hearts that you, you've tried to comfort it's like, look, this is a hard episode to listen to because you don't understand. I've tried and it's rejected. I want you to know that God is still going to use that. I have faith in my God for that. I haven't seen it yet in my stepdaughter. And so I just wanted to bring that out now because uh, Tabitha, thank you for being so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and bringing that out about moms who've also lost children. You know, um, it is not in vain. And what you're doing matters. Yes, it does. Thank you for thinking about the stepmothers too. I'm also a stepmother and it is a hard role to play because it is a little Mm. different. There was never supposed to be separation. We were supposed to have children that were our Mm. children. But because of the love of Jesus, we get to learn how to love them as our own. And that's really special. And so that hits number six. She is loved. You are loved. I am loved. Psalm 139, 14 says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. Today, ladies, in the middle of your kitchens, in the middle of your living rooms, in the middle of your laundry baskets, I want you to throw your hands up and I want you to say, I am a wonderful work of the Lord. And I am loved. Sometimes we just have to declare it, even if we don't feel it. I am a wonderful work of the Lord, and I am loved. <laughs> Woo! Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, too, I want to just bring out adoptive moms, because I'm one of those, too. And um, sometimes it is super hard to bond. So um, it is hard. I think, you know, in some ways. We're called to be these tender comforters, and we're called to love, and we're loved, as Tabitha was just sharing, but sometimes it's not received, and and we have to think about that. It's not that I think people are wanting to reject or not receive. It's that they're not able to. 
Not yet. You know, and I, I say that not yet, but in time. And so just keep persevering, mamas. And that brings me to number seven. She is faithful. Faithful to love and faithful in discipline. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. This is the motivation, right? A lot of times people think, oh, I hate to discipline my kids because they're going to be mad at me or I'll get mad at them. But you know what? The Bible says that we don't discipline our children. We hate them. That's in Proverbs. And right here we see that they're going to be blessed if they honor us. And so it's our duty to help them to honor us, to respect us. And let me tell you, it's hard. And each stage has its challenges, you know, from toddlers to teens to adults. You know, it's, it's learning to help them understand how they relate to you prepares them for how they're going to relate to God. So it's huge. Discipline matters. And, and we have to be faithful. And I'm going to tell you, I cried about spanking my kids when they were little. Yes, I spanked my kids. And I would just bawl my eyes out because <laughs> I just hated doing it. But it was, I know I have to do it, especially if it was open rebellion. So this yeah. is one of the harder tasks. It is so hard. Task. So hard. Yes. I just have to interject real, real quick because we are in a society that fights about whether we should spank our children. And I think we have to be yep. so careful as Christian women and Christian, Christian women and Christian mothers, because the Bible clearly tells us we have to correct our children. And I remember studying that a little bit because as a new mom, in the times that we're living in, I was hearing mom say, you better not touch your child. Like, don't ever spank them. And then I was hearing other mothers say, oh yeah, you better spank them when they need it. And so I didn't know what to do. And so I remember studying that verse. And when it talks about spare the rod, spoil the child, when it talks about that rod, that rod of discipline being discipline that matches what they did. So mm. if it's calling for a spanking, it's calling for a spanking. If it's calling for a timeout, it's calling for a timeout. And more importantly, what the Lord wants us to know is we are not to withhold discipline in whatever form it's calling for. And Amen. women have stopped. They have started withholding discipline because they are too afraid of how the discipline needs to come out. But that's not the most important point. The most important point is no. you don't, don't withhold the discipline because it's going to it's going to bless your children. It's going to bless you and bless the Lord. Well, I think ultimately moms, we want to be our kids' friends sometimes. And really that is not yeah. what we're supposed to be. When, when they get older, now I can say that's happening with my adult kids now. And I love that. Um, but they, they remember, <laughs> I hear the stories. They remember about don't mess with mom <laughs> on this <laughs> or that, you know, and I'm like, okay, look, you deserved every single one of those. All right. <laughs> but it, it, it is one of those things that we are loving them. So we, we have to fear God more than fear our kids not liking us in that moment. That's right. That's right. Hey, Denise, I remember one time, I think me and my sister were arguing and I think my dad had had it. So he made us spank each other. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's okay, it. So you spank her. 
and we were looking at each other and it was just enough to break up the fight. So we just busted into giggles. So if you guys out there have just had it with your children fighting, just make them spank each other. (laughs) Well, this is for the single moms out there because I was a single mom for a time too. Uh, I remember. So when you say that, this makes me think about this. Um, my kids, I was basically saying, look, if you're mean to each other, I'm going to spank both of you, you know? So just whoever's involved in the quarrel, you're all going to get spanked. <laughs> you're all getting And they were just all, it was just two of them were being really mean to each other. I was like, okay, I said it, I got to carry it out, right? And the Lord was like, mm-hmm. take the discipline for them. Now, I know it's going to sound weird to you guys, but this is just what God put on my heart. I thought about how Christ took our punishment. And I I said, I'm going to spank myself (laughs) for your things. Oh, wow. uh, And and when I did, they wept. I'll tell you what, I never would have done anything like that, but it was a Holy Spirit moment. They were like, Mom, no, we don't want you to get the spanking. We deserve it. And that was probably the most. Wow, that's beautiful. Uh, you know, and it was so weird. I was like, really? But I'm like, yes. okay, I'm going to spank oh, yeah. myself for this. That's the gospel spanking. <laughs> I think you should write a book on that, Denise. Uh, when I spank, yeah. When I spank myself yeah, and my well, children my learned who Jesus was. Yeah, because I said, wow. and then I shared a gospel lesson. That is, Look what Christ did for you. He did for me. I want you to understand this is why I don't want you to be hateful toward one another. And that was the most impactful spanking I ever gave. <laughs> wow, that is beautiful. Just as beautiful as our number eight, which states mm. she is beautiful just like that spanking proverbs thirty-one thirty says charm is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised mm. as women we struggle with feeling beautiful we look in the mirror especially as mothers that hair is not getting done that makeup is not getting done as often as it did when we were younger but there is something so much deeper that God is searching for, the woman who is fearing him, the woman who is looking to him and knowing that although this beauty on the outside will fade, the beauty that we are growing on the inside of us as we learn who he is and how to become like him, that is what's making us beautiful and it's worthy of praise. Mm. And so this is to you spiritual moms out there. We've been covering all the mamas in such a sweet way. In this episode, but this is your beauty. You know, as you are imparting truth to other women, if you haven't been given children in the natural or by adoption or by marriage, God has called you to a great, great work of helping children to come into the family of God. And that is the most beautiful thing. And so, moms, we are also spiritual moms to our children. And, you know, I think there can be, it's such a hard thing because beauty is one of those things we can chase after. And it can be beauty as in, in people's other, other people's eyes. We want people to appreciate us or value us. It can be beauty as far as our physical appearance. And I'll tell you, I've struggled with the same 20 pounds for like the past, I don't know how many years. And 
I, I wrote the book, Shame Off You, but it can still be something that I can struggle with. And so struggle is not a bad word. <laughs> it's a word that says we're staying in a fight. You know, our beauty comes from who we are in Christ, period. And he says we're beautiful. We need to stop looking to the world for our definition of beauty. Number nine, she is righteous and trustworthy. You know, I think the most important thing, I know one of my daughters, probably all of them at one point, my kids have said to me, but what she said meant the most to her growing up was how I chased after God and hungered and wept right in front of her. You know, I think sometimes we can feel like we have to look perfect for our kids. Forget that. One, they already know we're not perfect. <laughs> Even if we haven't revealed and showed our cards on that yet. But two, the most impactful thing we can do is to be just authentic in front of them. I would just bow down in the middle of the living room weeping. Say, God, guys, I need God. Will you pray with me? I need God. And pursuing him and grabbing his word and just reading it with them. That is what stuck. You know, and, and we would do the Bible time and my kids all came to know the Lord and it's awesome. But what really matters is, is us flushing that out. And I don't mean flush in a bad way, but living it out, walking in the spirit. And, you know, we give our very best. Proverbs 31, 11, 12 says the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. It's that consistency. It's that faithfulness. That's what lasts. It's so beautiful. I love that you could weep on the floor in front of your children and that it led them to him, to the Lord. You showed them where to go when all seems lost. And that's just a beautiful gift that you could give. And it makes me think of point number 10, which says she is capable. Proverbs 31, 16 through 17, she considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with drinks and makes her arms strong. Now, this point fires me up, Denise. And so you may have to mute me or bind me because I'm, I'm getting <laughs> excited because Proverbs 31 wraps up motherhood in this big, beautiful bundle because it talks about the works of our hands. It, it, there is a part in there where it says that our hands are not idle. The woman's hands are not idle. And because of it, her children will rise up and call her blessed. Ladies, mamas, the things that we are doing produce fruit, just like we produce fruit when we birth those babies. But the works of our hands become a place of blessing for our children to come, to eat, to be comforted, to be taught, to be guided. The works of our hands produce a place of blessing. Our lives mm -hmm. are places of life bringing. We literally bring life. And more importantly, we actually leave legacy. There's a scripture in 2 Timothy that says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and then in your mother, Eunice, and then in you. And ladies, if you have learned anything from this podcast today, I want it to be that because of your faith, 
because God is in you. You are spirit empowered to be a life bringer and a legacy lever. That is what motherhood is all about. And it is something that we can not only give to our children, but that our children can give to their children and the children after that, because we are after more than just today, ladies. We are after the eternity of our children, the eternity of our grandchildren, and Mm. nothing, nothing can stop that when we know that we can go to the Lord, we can be filled with His Spirit, and we can share this faith with our children and raise them up. And after we have raised them, they can look at us and say, by the works of your hand, because they were faith-filled and Spirit-empowered, you are a place of blessing, Mama, and I rise up and call you blessed. Oh, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's like a firework display at the end here. Yes, I love that. So firework. good. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I also feel to say to those of you listening today, you say, I don't feel capable. The word feel there is important. It isn't the reality. What is the reality is, okay, yeah, you're right. You're not capable in your own strength. But the spiritual reality is through Christ, we can do all things through his strength. And so as a stepmom, you feel incapable to reach that child, give it to God. As a single mom, you feel like you just can't do one more thing. I remember crying as a single mom because I didn't know how to change one light bulb. True story. (laughs) It was a, a real difficult light bulb to get to. And just everything was breaking in the house. Everything. It's like, really? Lord, please give me a break. Do we have to have one more thing go wrong? But in that moment, we realize we're capable. We are capable. So I want you to say that to yourself right now. Through Christ. So Tabitha, in closing here, I just... Yes, through Christ, we are capable. So Tabitha, what was a defining moment, just kind of in closing here, in your motherhood, where you understood your worth as a mom? I would say that I knew I had worth as a mother when God gifted me with the gift of becoming a mother. I knew that he mm-hmm. saw me capable to be one when he allowed me to become one. Wow. And so the moment that I had that baby, I knew that God called me comforter. He called me nurturer. He called me bearer of blessing. And so, which in turn, everything that we are, we become by beholding the one who is all those things in perfect, perfect, perfect sense of the word. Mm. Love it. So yes, I would say. For for me, it was probably in the most, the worst moment of my life when I was in the middle of a five-year-long court battle fighting to protect my kids and just couldn't even feel my arms or my feet at the time. Didn't know what that was about. Bowing on my knees and saying, God, I can't do this. I can't take any more. And in that place, seeing, hearing him say in my spirit, but I can. Christ in me. And realizing I had to hold it together for my kids. And so we have those moments in our motherhood where we realize 
This is a, this is above my pay grade. <laughs> Whatever it is we're encountering, maybe it might be a problem that our kids are having that just breaks our heart. Believe me, I've been there. All five of them have had their moments where you just are like, oh no, uh, where is this in the book of like parenting, right? Someone help me out with this. Those moments is where we realize our importance. We've got to hold firm to the word of God and, and impart that to our children. Well, Tabitha, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this vital message today. I've just loved our time together. Oh, thank you for having me. I always enjoy it. And God is so good to reveal what a blessing it is to be a mama and know that it is important. Yes. Well, y'all, we have a book that our ministry just came out with this month. And it's Mommy and Me Cooking with Jesus. And so if you know any moms who just need a little encouragement in their roles, as a mom with their kids, this is a great gift. And everyone on my ministry, every mom on my ministry team contributed to this, sharing devotions that relate to the recipes and sharing just neat stories behind it. And we leave space for you to share a story as well. And so this whole month, we're just wanting to encourage moms. And so if you need a little more encouragement, go pick up this book on Amazon. And next week, join us as we are going to be talking about the influence of moms and how we are to be influential for our kids. You've been listening to the Same Deep Podcast, where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. 